Welcome to Faked, an original podcast highlighting the underground world of counterfeit illegal items around the world and how to spot them. Whether you're traveling the world or buying online, Faked will be your guide. With your host, Joseph Rowan, you'll explore the many ways counterfeiters can pull off disguising everyday consumer items as the genuine good. Welcome back to the newest episode of Faked. This episode's going to have quite the silver lining in that I'm referring to us talking about how to tell whether silver is real or not. You can refer back to our how to tell diamonds, how to tell gold, just as an overall, if you're interested in precious metals or precious objects, these are going to be your main three, how to determine whether they're real or not. Um, As most of us don't have silver at home, uh, just because it's kind of been played out a little bit. I think gold's more of a hot commodity. But back in the day, silver was huge. And up until silver plating, things were worth a pretty penny that were entirely silver. And we're going we're going to go into um, how to determine whether something's full silver, you know, plated silver, you know, what that looks like, what some of the stampings look like and stuff like that. So it's not really part of our repertoire anymore. But you know, with the passing of ages, we may find ourselves maybe cleaning out a loved one's closet, um, maybe looking at some antiquities that we find in, you know, a garage sale or a flea market. That's important uh, when you're looking through something to determine whether it's real or not before you purchase it or before you go out on a limb and ask some crazy prices uh, for, you know, your grandma's, I don't know, tea kettle that's maybe made of silver. I don't think that's a good example. But, you know, something like that to where you can just look at it and be like, this isn't real or this is actually worth a pretty penny. So we will maybe pursue uh, putting it in an auction or, you know, not looking like a fool when you're doing this stuff. So before we do that, let's let's look at why silver is even valuable. You know, silver has played a key role throughout history. I mean, you can talk about wars, uh civilizations, all this kind of stuff. So humans have had an infatuation with silver for more than 5,000 years, okay? Silver has given birth to empires. So that shows you the worth. I mean, we can also talk about spices. Uh, Spices also played into wars and things like that. So maybe some things uh, haven't lasted as long for valuability since now you can buy them in, you know, spices for like a dollar at Walmart. But uh, silver has really, if anything, gone up in value over the years. So it's it's important that we look at this. So you can look at some of the empires that were built on silver. Um, it provided the means to lift ancient trade out of the barter system. So it actually was a centralized unit of currency. We can look at um, silver, uh, just like gold, where we had silver pieces, gold pieces, things of that nature that um, actually acted as currency so we didn't have the bartering system anymore, and that, and that was important because it kind of um, allowed some civilization to occur and and not some sort of half, um, half-baked half system where it's like, okay, well, uh, I'll give you a chicken for, you know, two pounds of grain, you know, just as an example. You know, that doesn't equally transfer if you want to go buy some fish. You know, you don't know what that is. But with silver, there was a preset amount of worth and that established a good currency. And that's why currency is so important. That's why we have the dollar today and euros and things of that nature and Bitcoin now, which is decentralized, but it just shows um, value. And that's why silver was important. So um, silver also uh, has demanded uh, art. So art's been made of silver. 
uh, currency we just talked about, industry. So the silver industry was very important with uh, veining mines and things like that. Investment uh, with currency, obviously investments are important. Um, and then even medicine. So we'll talk about why why uh, medicine was brought into that with silver. It's kind of interesting. Uh, and that's something that's been around since ancient times. So obviously gold gets the top billing, uh, but it was silver that made the everyday world go around. Okay. It was silver's value as money over the last 50 centuries that was behind most of the major events in silver price history. Okay. So why is silver valuable? We just talked about some of the, the key characteristics of it and how it affected society, but there, what like intrinsically makes it uh, important and valuable? So it is the best conductor of heat and electricity. So maybe my example of the tea kettle uh, was actually valid. Um, so obviously electricity hasn't been around for all that long. So that's kind of a newer characteristic, but that's important. So we use it in some conductors. We use it in electronics and things like that. Um, it's strong, malleable, and ductile um, and can endure extreme temperature ranges. So that's important, um, something that can wave with the temperature. That's not going to expand and contract and bust and break like porcelain and things like that. Another important thing, and this kind of um, has been, I believe, a key component of its value over the thousands and thousands of years, is the fact that it doesn't rust. So that's important. It's beautiful. It's nice. It doesn't rust. You know, it doesn't go off. You don't have to put it in ideal temperatures. Also, anywhere where there's silver um, can be traded anywhere because sometimes, um, let's say the hot temperatures of the Amazon could rust a particular metal faster than if you had it in the dry, arid temperatures of the desert or uh, climate of the desert. So that's important. It's, it's well-traded, okay? Uh, it has a remarkable ability to selectively destroy pathogenetic bacteria while not harming, um, it's not harmful to healthy probiotic bacteria. So that's important uh, for the medical use as we just talked about was it actually delivered um, kind of a, a nice way to destroy pathogenetic bacteria. Pretty cool stuff, something I really didn't know. Um, and then lastly, it, it reflects uh, light very well. So that's kind of the aesthetic point of it. So we've got art that's made of silver that's really important and really, really uh, neat looking. You know, we've seen, we've been to art galleries where something's made of silver. And now you can appreciate it like, wow, that's a lot of silver in one place. But, um, you know, obviously somebody to do that and to turn that into uh, to art just shows that, you know, they wanted to put a lot of effort and time and, and investment into these artworks. So that's why those go for a lot more than what the actual silver standard is, because you can always just melt silver down. You know, it's it's as malleable as possible. So it's pretty cool. Uh, and that's that's what uh, allows it to be so valuable. All right. So jumping in, you know. Let's just put ourselves in a scenario, um, as we mentioned before, you just got some antique silver something from your grandma's cabinet, okay? Most of the time, it is silver plating. Um, it's important to delineate between that because once silver plating became possible, nearly everything was made that way because people just wanted the luxurious, affordable lifestyle that came with uh, having gold, uh, silver plated objects. So silver plated, um, pan or not pans, but like, um, a tea, tea distributor, um, flatware. So you've got your forks, your spoons, knives. Now you had the ability to have silver plated 
Uh, and, and to the naked eye, it looks just like full silver. So, of course, people back then not really caring about the um, provenance or like uh, it in its entirety. Plus, there wasn't information like this podcast um, that was going to disprove that what you had was uh, indeed fake or silver, uh, you know, fake silver or plated silver or whatever it was. So, most of the time, if something's plated, it's essentially worthless. There's not a lot of resale on that. Everybody had it. Um, so you can always look at the bottom of it, uh, and we're going to talk about more how to spot fake silver. But um, most uh, is sterling silver, and that's something that runs here in America. So it'll say S-T-E-R on the bottom. Uh, and then in a more rare case, you'll see something that just says coin under that, and that's just melted down coins. Um, and of course, those stamps can be faked as well, which is why we'll go on to more um, intrusive and invasive uh, tests. That's going to prove its uh, legitimacy, which is important because yeah, any of that stuff can be faked. Uh, so it's not a, a surefire way of doing so. Okay. So your eye um, and your experience can sometimes be the best judge when we're talking about how to determine whether uh, silver is fake or not. So here are some of the um, non-corrosive and non-invasive ways of doing so. This is just going to be uh, from your eye. Okay. So stamp. Most countries require pure silver to be officially stamped. This stamp will include details of the silver, and it is usually more prominent on bars, so you'll see them slapped in there with a little bit of embossing, like it's pretty deep into it, sometimes covering like the entire face of it, so uh, you can't really miss it, and you don't need a magnifying glass either. So not all countries require this, so you may still have uh, real silver even if there is no stamp, so that goes both ways. Okay, bring out that magnifying glass, okay? Take a close look at the stamp using a magnifying glass because sometimes it's real small. And find something known as the International Silver Stamp Rating. This will display a three-digit number indicating purity. So 800 stir uh, means it's 80% silver. 950 stir means it's 95% silver. And I think you can kind of do the uh, formula on that for all the other ones. So next up, imperfect coins. If a bullion coin has been faked then it should be immediately visible, okay? Many fakes are of a very low quality. The design will not be as raised or as detailed. The luster will be poor and the strike may be off-center. If the coin is old, it may also show signs of rust or you know other types of damage that are not common with silver, as we talked about before. So you're, if, it sees, if you see rust, you just assume that's a no-no, okay? Um, and then lastly, just for kind of visual uh, sake, the mint mark. Okay, many fakers will not include mint marks or will create poor copies of a legitimate mint mark, um, which are very easy to spot. All right, let's get into more of the corrosive and more of the invasive way to test your silver, whether it's fake or not. Um, okay, so the neodymium magnets. Okay, these magnets are commonly used to test silver and can be bought fairly cheaply um, in an array of sizes. So typically, silver stackers will buy neodymium uh, magnets uh, no bigger than a pea and then place these on the silver bar or coin if it is real. Then when they tilt or tip the silver, the magnet will gently slide. This is because real silver has a very weak magnetic effect. So essentially, you could just throw a magnet on there. And if it's very weak, then it's going to be very, uh, you know, it's likely that it's, it's real. Okay, so it's non-magnetic, so that's important to know about silver is that it's non-magnetic. The, if the magnetic does not, 
If the magnet does not attach in any way, or it is, uh, or if it sticks, then it's not real silver. So this test is not recommended for large bars because while it will determine whether or not the surface is real silver, it will not tell you whether the core is real silver. So that's also important um, with big bars. People will just layer the outside with silver. So if someone does flake it off, or maybe it does stick. Uh, the inside could be copper. The inside could be anything, really, that maybe would uh, equate to the overall weight so it could fool people. So sometimes um, they'll have to cut into the actual bar itself just to see what the middle looks like. So if you do have a big fat bar and the exterior seems like it's silver, it doesn't mean it's all the way through. So that's important. Okay, next is going to be the ice test. Okay, silver has amazing conductive properties. And many experiments uh, can predict whether a piece is fake or not just by holding it in their hands. Uh, you can test the conductivity by placing some ice on the silver and then placing another piece of ice a few inches away from it. The ice in the silver should begin to melt immediately as the silver will have retained heat from your hand, whereas the ice next to it will melt slower. So kind of a cool kind of a little like barbaric way of doing it or I shouldn't say barbaric, but just like antiquated way of doing it. Um, but Hey, sometimes it's in the simple tests that can make something uh, happen like this. You can't really fake that. All right. So next up acid test. This is actually the most dangerous of all of them. So this is a chemical analysis test that may actually damage the silver and can also kill you. So, uh, you can purchase silver acid tests online, but it should only be used as a last resort. So these tests will tell you whether it's real, how pure it is, and even what metal it is if it's not real. But um, it's very corrosive and um, should not be used um, in a non-professional environment. So maybe let's stick with some of the other stuff. Um, I think those are pretty good, uh, at least good enough. So sound tests. Silver emits a ringing sound when it is tapped, much like a bell. So whereas uh, many cheaper metals will not uh, will emit maybe like a dull thud, so just a you know quick thud there. So tap the piece with something metallic and listen to the sound it produces. You can also drop it onto a flat surface surface as it should produce the same ringing sound and it's very strong so you're not going to have to deal don't drop it onto glass uh, obviously that's going to um well it's just not going to be good for anything you know it's going to break the glass you know you have to clean that up and just yeah not good so find you know find maybe a little surface to throw it on maybe something that's a little rock rock salad maybe um and last but not least here is the bleach test so real silver tarnishes like super quickly whereas many of the metals commonly used to fake it do not so place a drop of bleach on the piece and wait um, if there's an immediate reaction with the piece uh, tarnishing and blackening then you you probably have real silver on your hands silver plated items will also pass this test as well so bleach test isn't a you know tell all when you're talking about whether silver is real or not but you know it's close enough and then coupled with some of these other tests it's going to be so much easier to do so so guys that is actually it for this episode it's not as long as our traditional ones but um i feel like with silver it was a pretty easy done deal uh when talking about it it's something that i feel like people want to know about when it comes to precious metals but i don't think it's pe something people want to spend a lot of time on just like our last one was more Wagyu beef, uh, and I think that since that's a commonality in most of our lives, I like to, you know, extend those a little bit. I think that was like 30 minutes long, and it's something that really interests me is anything food-related, but um, 
it's, it's something we come across a lot more often, but now that we're all silver pros, I think we can like go to an antique mark market and just find, you know, what's up, check something out and see whether it's real or not. See whether it's sterling. now we're professionals. We're doing what the professionals do. And we've all become a little more educated in the silver world. So guys, Remember with faked items, there are those who produce them, those who purchase them, and those that listen to this podcast. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye.